Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone, and this is Helena Steiner-Hornstein speaking to you from the United States. I am not in Florida right now, I'm in Ohio. And from, for those of you who live somewhere else in the world, you might not know where Ohio is located, but it's right south of Lake Erie, which is on the other side of Canada. And I'm in a city, uh, Cleveland, which is, of course, world famous, and you have no idea how beautiful it has been here the last few days. It's been warm, and the sky has been blue, and those colors, those trees in red and orange and purple, and it's just been fantastic. Absolutely lovely, and everyone has pumping, pumpkins out on the doorsteps, and the squirrels go and eat them, and they're getting fatter and fatter and fatter. So I have a wonderful guest with me today, and I will call her my angel lady, my angel specialist, and that is Ruth Crystal. Hello, Ruth. You are there, I know. Hello, Helena. Thank you for having me on your show so I can tell everybody that there really are everywhere angels. And that's so nice to know. You know, in my seminars, I now bring in angels, and I say one of the hours that now we're going to meet our guardian angel. And people are very excited about it. And since I have more women in my classes, of course, they know all about angels. But how is it, uh, Ruth, uh, Crystal, do we have angels all the time or do just people have angels who believe in them? Or or where are the angels? We would love to know. What is an angel first? First of all, I will tell you that an angel is a gift from God. It's an untapped natural resource on this planet because a lot of us, believe in them as like those little pictures in the in the corners of greeting cards or little fairies in cartoons, but they're real. Everybody has at least one angel, and the angel is always with you. Even if your belief system won't accept an angel and you're skeptical, you still have an angel in the background of your life waiting to be noticed, waiting to be invited. And how do we invite angels in our lives? Well, I would just like to tell a small story about myself. If I may, I was never interested in angels at all. Even when I was a little girl, I remember watching Walt Disney, and when Tinkerbell flew across the screen on the TV, I think to myself, icky. And I, <laughs> yeah, and when I was a yeah. teenager and I worked in um, a lot of religious institutions as a, a volunteer around the holidays, if somebody gave me an angel gift, I'd give it away because I thought people with wings and halos are weird and even in my adult life, I can tell people listening that if I met somebody wearing an angel pin on their lapel, I would think, that's definitely a little crazy. I just want everybody to know before I start, I did not believe in angels at all. And then we'll go back a dozen years ago. Here's little Ruthie living in New Jersey. Ruth Ruth Crystal living in New Jersey. And I was going through a lot of things in my life. And this all happened within a span of four months. First of all, my mother died after a long battle with cancer. And I went to see her every day in another state, and the day that I couldn't get to see her was the day that she passed on. So I was in extreme mourning. Then I started a battle with my husband for a divorce, and he was being terribly unscrupulous and lying and making up all kinds of stories. And then the next week after that, I had to quit my employment because my boss was sexually harassing me, and I went to the police. And the police told me they would stalk him while he stalked me. So I want you to picture the scene. It looks like a movie, but I was really living this. And the last thing I would say, all the ladies out there with curly hair want straight hair. And all the ladies with straight hair want curly hair. Well, I put this hair care product in my hair to take out the curls, and it took out my hair. So Helena, I was going every day to a doctor to tell me that they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I was in extreme mourning. I was being stalked. And I was spending a lot of time with lawyers. I looked terrible. Doctors were telling me, you better wear some kind of bandana or a hat until we figure out what's wrong with you. And I prayed every day. I mean, I believed in God. I had religion, but I was just at my wit's end. All right? 
Okay. Yeah. There's the scene. I understand completely. You know, sure. when I was going through divorce, I was going through those horrendous things myself. Yeah, yeah. You take it so, so to your soul and heart. That's right. So I Everything know. Everything happened at once. This was yeah. all at once. Well, one day I was sitting in my bedroom by myself. My children were at school. It was the middle of the day. And I'm going to stop right now and say in high college I never smoked pot. I was not on drugs. I was not a drinker. Okay? Yeah. Here I am. I'm sitting in my room praying. And I look up to see who walked in the room, and it's a man with wings and a halo. Oh. And he looked beautiful. But I thought I was crazy. So I ignored him. Yeah, of course. The next course. day I was sitting on the floor trying to meditate. And I felt this breeze on my head, and I looked up to see who turned on the ceiling fan. And it wasn't the ceiling fan. It was a little angel flapping his wings at me. Oh. And the wings were flapping so hard, he was putting a breeze on my shoulders. Yeah. And I looked up, and I saw that angel, and I thought, uh-oh, I must be going crazy. <laughs> so I started to go to see a psychiatrist. I went to see a priest. I was seeing a rabbi. Yeah. And everybody was humoring me. Because I was going through so many things, they just figured, oh, pat the little girl on the head and send her on her way. And they didn't believe you really saw angels? No, I was actually basically making them very nervous. But at this point, I was seeing angels with other people. And I I would be sitting like in a restaurant and look out the window and see angels in the trees. I was really worried about my sanity because you have to remember, I did not believe in angels. And here was my turning point. One day in the middle of the summer... This went on for a few months. It was a beautiful day, and I was driving in a van, and all the ladies listening, you know, if you're driving in a big vehicle, you're going to look in the rearview mirror a lot. In traffic, I was driving this van in traffic, and I looked in the rearview mirror, and I was on my way to a psychiatrist, let me add, and in the rearview mirror, in the backseat of my van, was an angel. And the angel's wings were moving, and the halo was very bright. And I remember stopping at a red light and thinking, that's it, they're going to put me in the loony bin, I'm never going to see my children again. Yeah. And the angel put his hand on my shoulder, and it felt like 5,000 grandmothers hugging me at once. Yeah. So, Helena, I turned around and went home, and all by myself I started to write down everything that the angels had to say. And so they, co- they told that you communicated. That's right. Like they, started to, they started to talk to me. I yeah. could hear them. I could see them. Yeah. And that became my first book, which is ironically um, – discovered in Arizona. Some, I was just passing around this stack of papers. They were the back of a bank deposit receipt. They were back of, of a placemat from a restaurant. It was a piece of newspaper. I kept scribbling down what the angels were saying. And other people were reading it and finding a lot of consolation and comfort in it. And somebody called me and asked to publish that first book. But I see angels. Everybody has at least one angel. They're here to help us. I call it an untapped natural resource. It, it, you know, first, before we, uh, and we're going to mention this again, what is the name of your book or your books, and how can people get them so they get prepared to, to write it okay. down later on also? But mention it now, Okay. Because I, you know, I would love to read it. Sure. It sounds so exciting. Mm-hmm. They're on my website, and the website is Ruth Crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L.com. There's three angel books, and they're hardcover keepsake books written by angels. The first one is called Angel Talk. That one goes under your pillow. The second one is called Think About Angels, and that has a place in it to write personal letters to your angels after you read it. It even has an angel directory. And the third book is called The Seven Sense with Angels, and that book comes with an angel prayer card. And when you order the book, whether it's for you or someone you love, I sign each book individually with the owner's name, their angel's name, their angel's description, and any messages that angel wants to tell you at the time. And as we spoke uh, earlier also, this will be a great gift for the holidays coming up with the angel books, uh, won't it? <clears throat> the deal with the books are, once again, I didn't write them, so they have their own special energy. They're almost like little tools. I get many letters and emails from people that put angel talk under their pillow mm-hmm. and tell me that they have an angel experience. And think about angels. After you read the book, you'll know right away if you've already contacted angels. And the third book, The Seven Sense with Angels, puts you into all of your seven senses so you can see the past and the future, and then the angels are with you. And I would love to tell you about your angels. Okay. Yes, I'd love to know. Yes. 
Okay, you have three angels with you that I call the three lady angels that float and sing. Uh-huh, and you can see that now through my energy. That's right, and they sleep mm-hmm. over your bed. Now, okay. the thing about these angels are wherever you are, they're watching you and they sing to you. They sing love songs for you. They spend their time thinking about more ways to send you love. They're always there. And they come with names, Helena. What are the names? You know, so many people ask me about names, you know, for their spiritual guides and angels. And how do we find their names? And how do I find my names? And what are my names? I can tell you the names of them because I'm I'm empathetic and I'm psychic. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I can tell you that you have an angel with you named Beatrice, okay? She's an angel with creative hands. So she inspires you. She helps you create. She helps you write. Sometime in the future, you're going to write a children's book. That's you have been thinking about that. Yes. Yeah. Beatrice will help that. you. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. you have an angel named Margaret with you. Uh-huh. And I would tell you to call her Maggie. She's your prayer partner. She's the angel with the prayer hands. When you pray, she prays with you. All right? And then you have an angel named Elizabeth with you. And she's the angel with the healing hands. So Elizabeth heals you as you heal other people. Yeah. And angels are not people that pass on their own separate creation from God. But Beatrice, Margaret, and Elizabeth follow you everywhere. When you wake up in the middle of the night and think, who left the radio on because you hear music and the TV's yeah. not on either, it's your angel singing to you. You know, it's interesting, and I talked about this with someone who knows numerology very well, and she was on my show a few weeks ago. And I said to her, you know, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and the digital clock says 2.22. And it's been follow- those 2.22 have been following me around everywhere. You know, if I get hotel keys or I get, you know, this, I wake up in the middle of the night or I look at the clock in the middle of the day, <laughs> it's that 2.22. Uh, would this be my angel speaking to me? What I'm telling you about the numbers 2.22, psychically speaking, this has some connection to Germany, Helena. Have you traveled to Germany yet? I have lived in Germany, and I was married to a German. Okay. You're going to have a good reason to go back to Germany. And after you go back to Germany, the numbers 222 will subside, and then the next numbers will probably appear. But something good, something positive, comes up with you, a trip to Germany. That's it. That's very exciting. You know, I never do these readings for myself. But this is so exciting about angels. And you talk about the little angel and you talk about the bigger angel. And sometimes when I look at people, you know, I do sessions, private consultations. And then towards the end, I always see, or most of the time, I see an angel around that was sometimes two or three. Or sometimes I see like little angels kind of flying on top of their head or above their head. So... um, to me, I have seen these different kinds of angels. Is that what's out there? Different sizes and different kinds and different colors. And um... yeah, well, It's very interesting because after I finished Angel Talk, everybody said, more, 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 we want another book. Now, I don't write the book. The angels do, so I had to wait. The second book, Think About Angels, literally, I was in a car accident, and I was sitting in a car that was totaled. And while I was sitting in the car, the angel came to me and started to dictate the book to me. And that book became what I call the angel directory book, Think About Angels. Because in the back, there's a list of angels and what they look like, where they come from, and what they're doing in our lives. But I will tell you, tiny little angels are hummingbird angels. And they're the announcers of more angels on the way. The really big angels are the archangels. I call them the chief executive officers of angels because they deliver peaceful armies of angels to bigger groups of people. There are so many different kinds of angels out there, but the main thing we want to get across to everybody listening is that nobody is left out. That's the beauty of it. We're all praying to the same place. The angels say the joke is on us because we fight too much about religion. We're all loved and treated the same from the angels in heaven. Yeah. I see there is a caller here uh, from area code 216, which is Cleveland. You're there. Hello, Cleveland. Hello. Yes, hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, My name is Reginald. Hi, Reginald. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, and you have a question about angels, Reginald? 
Yeah. Um, I would just like to know... Okay, I'm 19, and I've had some experiences with angels, but I just don't know... I'm at the point where it's like, is it really me, or am I, am I really... Reginald, can I, may, may I ask you when your birthday is? It's March 31st, mm-hmm. Reginald, you're very, very psychic. As you get older, your sixth sense is going to open more. That's the sense you're in the most. But I would tell you that you have an angel with you that's named Abrion, A-B-R-I-O-N. That angel is a path angel, P-A-T-H. He helps open your future, and he helps you blaze a path in this life. And the thing about this angel that's so beautiful, it has huge hands, and he holds your hands. He walks you over mountains. A lot of times in our life we have mountains standing in our way. It's things that we want to achieve or things we want to get through that we're afraid of. In both cases, Abrion just lifts you up and helps you over mountains. He's almost like an angel that you would see in a wrestling show. He's a tag team angel. Just when you think you're all alone, he comes along and touches you, and he's always with you. He's huge. He has big muscles. And the big muscles on him are showing you strength, like you can lean on him. He's always close to you. So I would tell you to write a letter to Abrion and write down the three most important things that you want to achieve in your life, and then the angel will help you. Okay. That sounds great. Thank you so much. And are you in Cleveland, Rich? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 So, um, uh, Ruth, uh, do some angels, are they male or are they female or are they like in between? (laughs) Okay. Angels arrive in a way we can accept. See, now, Reginald would never see a little pixie fairy type angel. His awareness would just not accept it. But to see a powerful angel that appears like a man that's just gone through um, the uh, weightlifting Olympics, he would see that angel and he would feel that angel. You would need female angels because you have a huge female side. Your femininity is an asset. So if they stay over your bed and they sing to you in beautiful feminine voices, you can see them. Angels have no sex, all right? Humans do, but angels don't. But they will arrive in a way that you can notice them. Some people hear their angels. Some people feel their angels. It all depends on what is your most prominent sense of all seven senses. And um, uh, do they have colors? Uh, Do the colors mean something special? Uh, Sometimes they say, you know, I see like pale blue or pale mm -hmm. yellow colors. In general. See, then Mm -hmm. we're going into the third book. My third book, The Seven Sense, (laughs) talks about how Every sense in our body is heightened till we all get into the sixth sense, which is having extrasensory perception. Everybody listening, when you want to accept it or not, we all have that. And the seventh sense is when we can see the past and the future. So then we can see in every direction. I would say when you see blue in a dream, it means freedom from worry. It means something that's been weighing on your mind for a while is finally leaving. Because remember, we're human. Our egos always make up something to worry about. Yeah, of course, of course. So uh, you're talking about this seventh sense, and this is where the angels live, so to speak? The seventh sense is the, is the sense when we're finally, totally in touch with angels. And in that sense, what do we have? The first five senses, our regular senses, the sixth sense, and the seventh sense is when we can feel what the other person feels. Like here we are on the phone t- today, and I was talking about all the things I was going through, and since you went through some of them, you could empathize with me. When we get into our seventh sense, we can empathize with everybody around us. It's, it's much easier to stop all the fighting and bickering and jealousy on the planet where you can feel what another person is feeling. Yeah. And the angels literally are here for world peace. They're here to save the planet and have world peace and to help each one of us. Yeah. How do... Uh, You know, it's like children ask, where do babies come from? And I'm asking, where do angels come from? How do they? Mm -hmm. Um, The answer that I receive when I say, "Where where do angels come from? They come from a place in heaven where God creates them, just the way God creates you and me. Angels are like, they come from a heaven factory. Yeah. 
But they have never lived as human beings, as I think you've said No, they're entirely separate creation from God. I would say on the the, uh, chain of awareness, we are beneath the angels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I go for that. (laughs) How do we connect with angels? And sometimes I do those practices in my workshops. Now we're going to connect with the angel, our angels. And about half of the people have make good connections, and some of those make even fantastic connections, and some uh, try too hard. Okay. What I would say about that is, if I could read one page from my angel talk book, it's a short page from the Angel of Humanity. And the page is called Grasping at Angels. It is impossible to grasp for an angel. Your hands are constantly held by angels. Grasp is a state of mind, very fleeting, mind you. The merest thought summons an angel to you immediately. There is more for all of you. The angels are always there. I would explain it as it's impossible to lose your connection with God. So before you invite the angel, the angels are already in the background. So happy to be able to help you. And on a more earthly level, I'll describe it as this. There you go, getting a credit card in the mail. To activate the credit card, you have to call the 800 number. To activate the angel, you invite the angel to pray with you. Mm -hmm. And 100% of the time, 10 times out of 10, all the time, the angel is with you already. So don't worry about inviting the angel. The angel is there. That's fantastic. I have another caller here, and it's area code 317. Are you there, area code 317? Yeah, hi. This is Amanda. Yes, hello, Amanda. You have a question for Ruth Crystal? Yeah, I was just wondering uh, what she sees around me as far as angels. Mm-hmm. Amanda, the angel is showing me a baby. Who's pregnant? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Were you thinking hope- about having a baby? I would like to, yeah. Mm-hmm. You will. Your angel's name is Catherine, and she has, and she's showing me that there's going to be a baby coming up around you. Oh, great. Um, any particular time? She's showing me in, in, in a month of a water sign. So this is Scorpio. I think Scorpio's coming up now. She's showing me that you're going to be surprised either when, when the cycle goes into Pisces or the moon child cancer the crab. You're going to be very happy. <laughs> Oh, great. Also, I feel there's going to be a discussion about naming the baby after your mother or your grandmother, so I'm feeling it's a girl. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there we go. Okay. Isn't that wonderful? Thank you so very much, Amanda, for calling in. And um, between uh, ask, uh, Ruth and, uh, and me, I was just thinking about when I look at people sometimes, I see like a soul or, or maybe a little angel kind of circulating around them, and then I tell them I see a soul who wants to come to you. And if you don't want to get pregnant now, you really have to watch out. And, you know, <laughs> it never fails. They mm-hmm. always uh, get pregnant or uh, they, well, that is what happens. So, uh, and they always wonder, how did you know? And then I always said, no, I saw that soul flying around you. Mm-hmm. Is there any, anything you want to add to that, Ruth? Oh, um, is Amanda still on the line? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, Amanda, Catherine, the angel Mm -hmm. Catherine, all right? She's very tall. She looks like she comes from the 18th century. She has almost blonde hair that's almost white. It's in finger curls. It's an old-fashioned hairstyle that maybe our grandmothers used, all right? Uh Uh-huh. And that angel is a guardian angel for you, and she's always been with you. Oh, great. Is she the only one that I have? Guardian angel is the highest form of emotional support from God. Okay. It's the best angel okay. you could have, and that's the one that's with you now. Okay, so not everybody has one that high? The deal there is some angels are like train rides. An angel mm-hmm. gets on your train and takes you to a certain stop in your life, and he gets off and another one gets on. Like okay. Reginald. Reginald had a path angel. You right. have your guardian angel with you because she's working in the background to make you extremely happy. So I would tell you to start stocking up on Pampers. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Great>. get ready. <laughs> That's great. And does she um, send me any messages or anything like that? Would I know there's a certain time when she's around me, or that angel? Obviously, is, all the time. But if you want, if you want, if you want to look for her, and here is the holiday season, I can tell you that she's as bright 
as something you would put on top of a Christmas tree. There's that much okay. light coming out from around her. So you could have all the lights on in your bedroom, and then all of a sudden you see mm-hmm. a brighter light than that. That is mm-hmm. Catherine. And she's yeah, very okay. much connected to your mother's mother. So what was your mother's mother's name, like your grandmother? Um, well, my mom's mom's still alive. Her name yeah. is Darlene. Darlene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does she knit or crochet or anything like that? Uh, no, my dad's mom did. Mm-hmm. She's passed over. But no, she used to sew clothes like for my mom when she was younger, but not knitting or crocheting. Well, I feel that lady will be making some kind of baby clothes for you. And I would tell you to be a thief this holiday season if you can. See if mm-hmm. somebody has anything that your other grandmother knitted or crocheted and go steal it. How's that from the angel lady, Ruth Crystal? I'm telling you to go okay. be a thief. Somebody okay. might have some things. You should take them home. And I see that uh, uh, okay. there is another caller here uh, that would like to. Have you answered your questions, uh, Amanda? Yes, you have. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you so very much for calling. Thanks. In. Have a good day. And uh, uh, this is someone who says just Phoenix to see if that works. If I connect, hello, Phoenix, twenty-eight. Hi. Hello, hello there. Hi. You have questions for uh, Ruth Crystal. Um. Yes. Hi, Ruth. How are you? Hi. What's your name? Um, I was just. Uh, Desiree. Desiree, hello. How are you? That's a lovely I'm, name. I'm good. Thank you. Um, I was just wondering if you could tell me anything about my angels because I'm going through a time and I'd like to address them. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I call them all the time, but if you could mm-hmm. tell me anything, I'd be great yeah. about them. There's a very powerful angel around your name, Topaz, like the gemstone, Topaz. Okay. The angel okay. is saying that um, she's sending you inner strength. And you should have more patience with other people. Okay? You're close to realizing some of your dreams, Desiree. Don't throw rocks in your path. Don't worry about what other people say and do. Think about what your big goal is and just go for it. This angel is like what I would call an angel that empowers women, topaz. And your homework would be to get yourself a little topaz stone and put it at home in your bedroom somewhere for your angel. Okay. So, okay. Does that uh, answer your question, Desiree? Sure. So, yes. how is it, Ruth? Um, can angels actually predict uh, what's going to happen to us, and why can they do that? Well, sometimes they want to give us the heads up, or sometimes they want to show us that there's more for us because. We're human. Sometimes we give up. And I would tell anybody listening right now, if you're ready to give up on all your dreams, I mean, the economy is terrible, the world seems so dreary, and you've looked every way to get what you want, and you still can't get it, invite your angel and wait some more. Because God doesn't overlook anybody, and everybody gets their chance to bloom. Just wait a little bit more. And angels are, are angels surrounded by light? When we see an angel, it arrives in the way that we can accept it. But they come from a higher level, so the light is brighter. The light symbolizes awareness. Our human awareness isn't large enough to fathom and understand everything about angels. We just don't have it yet. But with time and more prayer and more patience, it's possible for us to have that. And now that you are in tune with angels, do they appear before you all the time still, or are they uh, communicating with you more? uh, I have two more books to publish, two more books, (laughs) Uh and I'm always seeing angels and talking to them. Before we were on the air together, I had angels saying, don't forget to talk about me. The archangels want me to talk about them if we get a chance in our time on the air. Yes, shall we do that now? What is an archangel? I call it. I call them a chief executive officer of angels. But I'm going to give you an example. We're going to use Archangel Michael. All right. Michael is the world peace angel. Michael has a peaceful army of angels. They're on my website on ruthcrystal.com. You can see a picture of those angels. They call the angels that mind our precious souls. He sends those angels out to cultivate all the young peacemakers on the planet. And if you heard me before on the radio, you'll notice I talk about Michael a lot with people. And you might say, why does one person have my angel? I thought, I only had my angel. I would compare it to a dog that has ten puppies. Does the dog love every puppy? Is the dog aware of what every puppy's doing? It's the same thing with Michael the Archangel. 
He is the world peace angel. And thank you so much for letting me talk about this, Helena. Then we have Raphael. He, I call him the echo angel because he's involved with the environment. As we heal ourselves and heal the planet, the planet heals us. So Raphael we will always see in nature. And I will also add that everybody's looking for the abominable snowman, Yeedy. I believe that's the Archangel Raphael. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What is the future for our planet? Is it as bad as we hear that it is? You know, with the All environment right. mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. everything. What do the angels think about this? Of course, we, they we, might, we might con- continue to mess up, but the angel will still continue to go because uh, we live in nature, and nature is bountiful and beautiful and powerful and will always thrive eternally. We just need to look at the environment and realize that if we tend to the planet, we heal ourselves. We put human boundaries on lands that we shouldn't. We fight with people that we have really no reason to fight for. It's because we're really guests on this planet. And if we work to embellish the planet, all of that's going to come back to us. That's the only way I can explain it. <laughs> the Archangel Gabriel tends to the animals, the plants, people that are looking for answers in nature. If you go be outdoors, you can contact uh, Gabriel. And I have pictures of Gabriel and Raphael in my third book, The Seven Cents with Angels, on RuthCrystal.com. Fantastic, fantastic. This is um, uh, such a pleasure to know, you know, about angels because I was like uh, you were. I didn't believe in angels. And if people had all these little angel pictures at home and little little ornaments with angels, I thought they were kind of corny. You know, I really mean that. <laughs> and uh, it was not part of my life. And, of course, for Christmas, uh, that was okay to put angels all over the tree. But otherwise... It was not the right thing. It was just not right. I totally know. understand. Yeah. Can I tell another little story? Yes. A very small story. We'll go back before, before I, I met angels. And I remember I, ha- I had a job in a mall in the Christmas store. I was the greeter at the door. Mm-hmm. And they had a 10-foot tree in the, in the foyer of the store. And while I was standing there greeting people, the angel off the top of the tree kept falling on my head. Oh. And I keep taking the angel and going, ew, I don't want this. Put it back on the tree because it really bothered me because yeah. I was not interested in angels. I went through the whole holiday season with that happening and the store closed. And then at the end of January, the manager called everybody and said, come into the store having a sale. Maybe there's something you want to buy. So all the women ran for a bargain, right? Okay. Yeah, I go back to the store. There's nothing there. I'm walking in the back. The only thing left is that angel. Just the angel. It was on sale. So I bought the angel, and I put yeah. it in a shopping bag and sealed up the shopping bag. So I thought, I couldn't resist the bargain, but I, didn't real, I wasn't really into the angel. And I took it home, and I just put it with my other things and forgot about it. Yeah. And years later, I was going to be on a TV show being interviewed about my first angel book. And oh. the woman was going to come to my house and interview me. Yeah. And she said, get everything ready for me. And I had nothing to be ready. And I ran out in my garage and looked around, and I found that bag. And I took out the angel. And in my first TV interview, the angel is sitting on my lap. Oh, there you go. You see? Because angels arrive in a way we can accept, or angels will show up just when we need them. So when we are in trouble, we should connect our angel or or just uh, imagine the one we have. Your prayers invite the angels. But I would go one step past that. You don't have to be in trouble to have an angel. You can have an angel with you to help you um, finish a book, learn how to paint, help your whole family, um, start a new endeavor. The angel is always there and ever ready, like the battery, to help you. Yeah. I have a story that has absolutely confused me for years, and I was wondering... Do angels come in different shapes, uh, like looking like regular people? Angels come in every shape there is. Because what you need. Mm -hmm. And this happened, it was such an amazing story, and this was the beginning of how I got opened up to 
this kind of thing, if I say more spiritual things. And I was married to my third husband. We'd had a baby uh, not too, well, maybe a few months earlier. And we were in Baltimore, Maryland, and I was incredibly unhappy. <laughs> I had met him in Florida, and he lived in Florida also, but for his business he had to be in, 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 in Baltimore, Maryland, and I didn't know anyone, and the weather was kind of gloomy, and, and I was very, very unhappy, and our marriage was going downhill and downhill and downhill. And then I was out driving. The baby was at home, and I was on my own, and I drove up this street called Charles Street in Baltimore, Maryland. And I was thinking, oh, shall I just take the baby and leave, or what shall I do? And I was really meaning that I was going to leave everything in America or leave my husband. And uh, and then I saw a sign just almost hitting me, and the eye was on the left side of the road, and it showed like a a big hand, like, you know, you have someone who, who reads the hand. And um, and I looked at it and stopped, and there was a, a building, a red, uh, a, a big whitish-yellowish building with steps going up to the red door. And miraculously, there was a parking spot right in front of the steps. And I walked up and knocked on the door. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> Oddly, I just walked right in and walked through those halls with, like, pearl drapes and came to an inner room. It was all dark in there. And I sat down, and a woman came to see me. And she was very pale and had black hair. And I said, do you do readings? And she said, yes, that's what I do. And she looked at me and said, you need not worry. Everything is going to be wonderful in your life. And I said, what about this and this? And she kept on interrupting me and said, no, everything is going to be great. Everything is going to be all right. And it went on like this for a few minutes. And then I felt so good, and I said, thank you. And I asked her what she wanted. I don't think she wanted anything, <laughs> you know, and money. And I walked out and drove home. And my husband came home, and he was so nice, and he said, I know you're not happy here. Let's go and live in Florida full time, and I can go back to Maryland whenever I have to, you know. And that was the beginning of a new life for me. But was that an angel that I had met? I would say that was a person, but the person was activated by an angel to be right behind you to help you. The thing was, I haven't actually told the whole story that then I was so happy about this that I told a girlfriend about uh, this woman. I said, you have to stop there. You won't miss it. It's in Charles Street, and, uh, and you have this lot, empty lot. With Let me guess. Building. She wasn't there when you went back, was she? Well, then when my friend wanted to find the house and the door, it wasn't there. It didn't exist. And I thought, oh, she just didn't find it. So I drove myself back to the street. It didn't exist. There was no building. There was no red door. There were no steps. It just didn't exist. And that is probably the point of the story. Mm -hmm. It wasn't there. And that's why I thought it must have just been a different dimension that I walked into. Mm -hmm. Your angel needed to be there. One time, I'll share this story with you that I I never even shared with anybody. This would be the first time. When you're an author and you go to a book signing, you want everybody to want to read your book. And I had been at a book signing way in the beginning when I first started with my angel books. And, of course, not everybody's into angels. And I was, like, pretty well much completely ignored. And I remember driving home. It was late at night. And I stopped in a convenience store to get a cup of coffee. And I'm standing on the line. And there's a lot of people in the convenience store. And I'm all by myself. And I was so discouraged. And I'm just standing there. A lady behind me had a, a child. And the child kept leaning on the back of my leg and pushing on the back of my leg for so long and the line wasn't moving finally I turned around to look down and see whose kid was bothering me and I turned around and I looked down and there was a little angel smiling up at me Oh, <laughs> and, it, yeah. and that was my sign don't be discouraged yeah. and then I went on to write my next book and my next book because angels are everywhere yeah and uh, but they can they actually and literally protect us if there is danger, or do they just kind of pull us away? Can they protect us? Yes, I feel that they can. I feel, okay, especially for men listening today. There's a lot of men that wonder how they arrived at their point in their life 
with all of the trouble and all of the things they've been through. Because some angels run our interference. Just like I was talking about Abrion with Reginald. The angel's like the man that runs interference for the quarterback in the football game. Angels do that. Yes, they do. Yeah. How do we, uh, now, if someone out there right now wants to connect to his or her angel or angels, how do they do it this moment? <laughs> okay. I would say right now the first thing you have to do is admit you to yourself that angels exist. All right? And then I don't care what your religion is. Say a little prayer in your religion and invite an angel to pray with you. All right, you've done enough. And then wait for your sign. You will have a sign. That's all you have to do. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a divine gift from God for merely existing because everybody's beautiful in their own way. Everybody deserves an angel. Everybody has one. Nobody is left out. No one is left out. So everyone has an angel or two or three. That's right. That's right. I have a little grandson. His uh, his name is uh, Matthias, and he's six years old just now recently. And he talks about his angels, and he puts out chairs for them, and he says, oh, girl angels are blue and boy angels are all red. <laughs> and uh, does he have a special connection with the angel world this way? Well, first of all, he's your grandson, so we have to expect him to be spiritually evolved, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing is there an angel around him named Stephen. S T E P H E N. It's a little path angel for him, and it's it's his prayer partner, and that angel is always around him. And yes, children and animals see angels very clearly. So because animals do also see angels. Yeah, because they're not bag, bogged down with the everyday ego. Yeah experience that we unevolved humans <laughs> have. Yeah. Do angels get mad with us if we wouldn't uh, admit them? Let's say there's some big, big boxer out there who feels he's so macho, and excuse the boxers, I know some boxers are really very spiritual, but if there would be some person out there who feels, oh, I don't need that kind of nonsense, would the angels kind of be unhappy and leave that person? What they do is they wait in the background for that person to notice them. They, they are entitledly unconditional love, and they're always there. Can I read another page from my book? Yes, please. Go ahead. Okay. This is from Angel Talk. The, the title of it is called Please Notice Us. We stand at attention in the background of your life waiting for that possible second. We await the invitation to enter your life. We may wait through your lifetimes for a soul to open his door, that small inch to change his eternity. The familiar scene you play out each day of your life, perhaps hesitate and take a longer look. We are there already. We await our chance to step in. There is no time in our realm. Time is still. We observe with patient love as you live on earth days through your time. You may look a different way. You may turn a different way. You may observe a different way and finally notice us. It only takes a second to alter an eternity. They have unlimited patience. And they sit in the background waiting. That's good. So are they just eternal life? Uh, What happens to our angels when we actually die? When we pass on, we go into heaven, and there we are with our angels. People with many past lives have sometimes shared their angels with many lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And the angels intimidate that we come back again and again. They sort of like hint. I have a whole chapter in Angel Talk about how the angels say we reincarnate. We come back again and again. So, um, and can we make any affirmations, particularly to make the angels stay with us, you know, more comfortably? Mm-hmm. If there was, should there maybe, well, that each one can probably do like a little prayer or, or, or mm-hmm. something like that. I'm looking for a page in my book to explain oh, it to okay. you. So you. It's like it's <laughs> like lighting a candle. It's yeah, like okay. you light a candle in heaven, and when you light the candle, the candle burns forever. Yeah. 
And I notice when I stay in hotel rooms and the energy is very bad in that room, you know, and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel right, then uh, I bring in angels and that's put angels in the corners and all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know what's great about it, motel and hotel rooms? You're out of your everyday realm. So if an angel or a spirit, someone passed on, wants to connect with you, it's very easy to find you because there's not much there to distract you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, my my third book comes with a little angel prayer card from Raphael okay. the Archangel, and I tell people to carry that with them. And if I was re- to read it on your show, it would be the first time it makes the internet. If you'd like to hear it, yes, I would like to have uh, little bits out of your books. And could okay. you mention the books again and how people can get hold of them? Sure. The books are called Angel Talk, Think About Angels, and The Seven Cents with Angels. And they're on my website, ruthcrystal.com. Helena, there used to be in all the bookstores, but nobody wants a book unless I write their angel's name in it. And I can't travel everywhere, so I put them on my website. And whether you order the book for you or your neighbor or your pet or people order books for everybody, I will sign it with your angel's name. And the website is ruthcrystal.com. I also do private angel readings on the telephone. And the number is 732-730-1770. And you can also reach me through the email on my website. But the angel books are designed as little tools, and they're, they're limited editions, and they're keepsake books but they're almost like a little textbook. Yeah. So you can just take your little angel journey. But the third book has a prayer card in it from Raphael the Archangel that says on the back of it, send devotions of love to God in heaven with angels at your side. Angel, angel in the sky, touch my soul, wonder why. Perhaps love I pray to keep lives within me as I sleep. And all the love I pray to see has always been inside of me. We are your God-created angels. Our faith shall carry us home together. And the thing about this angel card is if you're really on your path to finding awareness and enlightenment, in the corners of the card, there's a cherub, a candle, a rabbit, and a flower. And I've been told that if you have a dream about one of each of these items on this prayer card, you'll experience an angel even more vibrantly. I feel uh, that uh, children are c- quite close to children uh, to to the angels, although the parents will not always admit to that. And I had a boy who had really uh, he they came to me because they had problems with the boy, and he couldn't get along with anyone at school. And as soon as he came into my room uh, at my office, I uh, just asked him straight out, and I don't know why I did, and I asked him. Do you see angels? And he immediately answered, yes, I do, and everyone is teasing me about that, and that's why I, I cannot get along with anyone. And that had been his problem from the very start, that he saw angels, and he believed in them so much that he talked about them to his friends. And, of course, that put him in a spot of being vulnerable for teasing and, and, and mobbing. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when children say, oh, a little angel came out of the ceiling and danced with me last night, or the little angel got on the school bus with me. That he did. <laughs> the yeah, angel was there, definitely. And then every and I hope that parents should start to listen to to what the children are saying instead of say, "Oh, it's just imagination," because then from childhood on we begin not to believe in in angels. Mm-hmm. Remember, as we get older, we're caught up in all the earth acts. But children are totally open, and yeah. I believe that yeah. angels play with children. Uh, like my grandson did, you know, and he 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 loves his angels, and they're part of his life. And of course, we all believe in him, so he has no problems with that. Uh, I read somewhere also you deal with dreams. Do you de- yes. are you into dreams at all? Yes. Sometimes you know, uh, the angel is trying to connect with you in a dream, and you you really don't even know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they talk to us, and is that what stays with us? You know, sometimes in the morning we wake up and we have a clear message almost. Is that the angel speaking to us? Yes. 
Sometimes angels arrive through dreams. I talk about that in the seventh sense. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Can I read a page from the seventh sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this one happens to be from an angel named from for St. Teresa. Okay. okay. So it's St. Teresa's angel. And, and the name of it is What is Hope? And it's trees that grow between brick buildings, flowers that bloom in cement sidewalks, birds that sing in the throes of a storm, bees that hum just because it is summer, babies that smile at something not there, humans that know baby sea angels. Ah, yeah. You know, maybe children, when they stretch their arms out and, and, and they smile and everything, maybe they just see their angels. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. If anyone has any questions still out there, we have uh, room for one more question. And uh, we will continue to speak with Ruth Crystal. And where are you uh, in person now? You are in uh, New Jersey or you are yes. in... I am okay. in New Jersey right near what they call the Jersey Shore. So... For people that know this area, I'm between Great Adventure, Amusement Park, and the famous beaches of New Jersey, right there. And you have nice fall weather right Beautiful. now, do you? All the, I love the seasons. All the trees are turning orange and, and gold and yellow. And the weather is warm, but we know the holidays are coming up. We can just feel it. Yeah. Uh, so many of my listeners are all over the world, not only in the United States or in Canada. And uh, angels, does that fit in more, the way I see it is more the Christian faith and religion. Is that so, or do you see angels all over the world? Angels are in 75 religions. They're in 75 okay. religions. And the angels are mentioned, I believe, 200 times in the Bible. Even if your belief system doesn't accept an angel, you have one. Now, I want to also mention I was not brought up with a religion, and I was not brought up with angels. But angels found me, and angels can find you too. Because they're on a higher level. Their awareness is bigger. Angels are there to help you. Never feel overlooked. Everyone's equal. It's a beautiful thing. God can't love you more, but you can accept more of God's love. And oh, by the way, he gives you with an angel. It's just like your fingerprint and the color of your eyes. You have an angel. Yeah. Can we kind of condition ourselves at night to have the angel come in and be with us at night in our dreams and protect us? We can have protection or we can just have enlightenment, awareness, or just have a nice buddy for the evening that wants yeah. to show us messages. What you do when you go to bed is... Yeah. You just say, I invite an angel to come and be with me, and I'm open to his messages or her messages, depending on how the angel arrives, and go to bed knowing that the angel's with you. That's where I think angel talk comes in, because on page 7, the angel said to put the book under your pillow. Now, that was, I didn't write this book. (laughs) And and I remember that people said to me, now you're going to make us put a book under our pillow. And for a while in New Jersey, people were calling themselves the squareheads as a joke. Because Uh I said you had to put the book under your pillow. But I'll tell you, they had angel encounters from it. Well, you know, in Swedish tradition at midsummer, uh, those women who were not uh, married married yet, they would go out and pick seven or nine flowers, one flower from each kind, and put it under a pillow. And tradition was that they would dream about their future husband. And for men, it yeah. <laughs> I've seen that there's seven archangels. <laughs> I can see seven flowers. Yeah. So uh, I believe very much in old folklore how it sits uh, with, uh, you know, with the spirituality in a different way. What I tell people is if you're looking to get married, I tell them to take the, seven, the second book, which is called Think About Angels, and buy yourself some baby's breath flowers, those, those little baby flowers that usually are in bridal bouquets, and press them in that angel book. And okay. I managed and to get some ladies married, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, every old girls out there who, is look, who are, if they're looking for a husband, you heard the advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, now, also, can angels kind of warn us about something that is not good for us? I would say that's a strong voice in the night, an extra voice in your ear. It's when your, um, what would I call it, inner tuition 
your intuition and inner intuition all of a sudden starts to talk to you, that's an angel giving you advice. That's Sometimes good. angels intervene and you don't even know it till afterwards and you say, how did I get through that? And then you realize you weren't alone. The angel was with you. Yeah. Can um, I also mention again, I do private angels on the telephone. And even though I'm in Eastern Standard Time, if you email me, we can always set up a time for a reading. And I would also tell people never be afraid. Angels are all light and love. And once again, it's impossible to lose your connection with God. And yeah, because way, angels are actually God's agents. That's right, which is yeah. where we use this expression a lot, but when you think about it, the deeper meaning is a divine messenger. It's a reminder of God. Yeah. So um, the angels, how do we find the name? They, if people are not, want, they, they don't go to you. How do they find the name of an angel? All I can say is I would tell you go to my website. There's music there and there's pictures. There's lots of pictures. And I would tell you to visit the site for a while. And when you go to bed at night, see what the angel tells you. Okay, so it's just something that comes to you. That's right, because everybody's different, and the angel may arrive in a way that, uh, how can I explain it? The lady that had the angel named Topaz, all right, yeah. mm -hmm. showing her that it's a gem, all right, shows that the angel puts her on a pedestal and loves her so much, she's going to feel the love through other people in her life. Yeah. And when that happens, she's going to know how strong that angel was. It's going to be something that she realizes after the fact. Everybody is different. Yeah. What uh, What do the angels say about uh, the election and uh, the United States of America right now? Anything I'll tell you right now, who okay. do we have working in the background? We have two angels. We have Michael and Raphael. Michael wants world peace, and Raphael wants to clean up the planet. But I'm being told that the election is going to be held up in some ways because they're going to have a lot of problems <laughs> counting the votes. Oh, really? There's going to be a lot so of voting issues. We will issues. not know. Oh, okay. Yes. That's interesting. And uh, you feel, do the angels feel that they uh, are helping us to solve the situation? Yes, and I will also say there's an angel named Oslo. Oslo, like the town. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's a peace angel. He sits in on all the peace meetings. Oh. And that angel's talked about and think about angels in the angel directory. Because we have angels, but so do countries. Yeah. And, of course, today is the day before the election, and I have never heard so much uh, talk about any election anywhere ever in my long mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. like I have now. And even when the phone rings, it's like some kind of advertising for for mm -hmm. for the candidates. What we're so, seeing, uh, Helena, is as many egos at work. Yeah. Right? So you feel that we will be okay in, in the end? Of, so yes. But, or is it going to be like it was in year 2000 when it took a long, long time before mm -hmm. we knew? I'm feeling going that it's going to take a while to figure out who won and to get all the votes straightened out. But I feel that the whole planet is being guarded by angels. Okay. And they watch us. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's pray to the angels right now that they will take care of. Mm -hmm. We always invite situation. them to pray with us. They're they're the biggest prayer partners, and they're our cheerleaders. Okay. They love us. Yeah, that's very good. Well, we're coming to the end now, Ruth. One more time, where people can reach you at your website, okay. and where they can find your books at the okay. same website. The, the, the website is ruthcrystal.com. www.ruthcrystal. C R Y S T A L. Dot com and the angel books are there, the angel crystals are there, how to get a reading is there. Every yeah. book gets signed to the owner with the angel name and message. If you use the order form, hand write the name. If it's for your lover or your neighbor or your pet or your grandmother, <laughs> just write down who the angel book is going to, and then I'll take it from there. Okay, thank you so very much, Ruth. And this is, again, Helena Steinhornstein, your host. I'm talking to you from Cleveland today. I'll be in Miami next time. And uh, I have my own website, speakingtoyourheart.com, and where you can find uh, more about other shows. And this is my show, Our Wondrous World. 
I thank you all, all over the world, for being with me this time. Goodbye. Goodbye, Ruth, and thank you so much. Everybody think about angels. Yes. The angels are with us. Bye-bye.